Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is Elder G. Bazaar. Coming from Warren, Ohio. Glad to be back with you. Had a long layoff. Not a layoff, but we had to give it a break a little bit. This is uh, Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Going on down there in the in Atlanta, Georgia, on Block Talk Radio. So glad to be with you. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, and I'm here to tell you Jesus Christ is still on his way. He's on his way back to this old world. It's reeling and rocking and rolling and rocking. I want to let you know, don't be discouraged. Don't be perplexed. Christ is soon to be back. Amen. He said, I'm going away, and if I go away, I will come again. He told the disciples, go back down to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father, and he shall send you some power from on high, which is the Holy Ghost, and you shall be a witness for me. Well, the church has been witnessing for 2,000 years. 2,000 years is almost coming to a close. As we see the signs and times, and things are mounting up in Israel, things are mounting up in Russia, things are mounting up in Iran, things are mounting up in Iraq, all down in Libya, all down in uh, uh, Ethiopia. Jesus Christ said, amen, in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation before he comes back, before he comes back and puts his foot on the top of the Mount of Olives. Now, listen to me. Before he comes back, there is, there is on its way a seven-year tribulation period, a seven-year tribulation period. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, thanking you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for giving us another opportunity to preach the gospel. In season and out of season, when people don't want it, when people want it. We ask you right now, Lord, you still servants right now, lips of clay. That I may speak your word in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. The holidays are over and there's another holiday coming. Amen. And I know people are busy, 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 busy. I'm telling you, we're busy, but what are they doing? What are they preparing for? Amen. If you're not preparing to meet the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ soon, you're in bad shape. The Bible says, seek him while he may be found. In the word of God, it says, there's a day coming when there's going to be a, fam- there's going to be a famine in the land, not of bread and water, but of hearing the word of God. A lot of people say, well, we're hearing the word of God. I say, we're not hearing the word of God. We're not hearing the word of God from these quiet preachers. We're not hearing the, the word of God from people who say they know Jesus Christ. We're hearing a whole bunch of stuff that don't even make a hill of business. If you're not coming up, woo, with the birth of death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and if you're not preaching, that is the only way a man can enter to the kingdom of God. He must come by the cross. If you're not preaching hell fire, if you're not preaching the love of God and the mercy of God and the goodness of God, and if you're not standing up for the truth, Amen. In moral value, in spiritual value, in every uh, mental value, let me tell you something. You're not preaching the gospel. Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh. I said Jesus Christ 
is God Almighty in the flesh. And when he come back, he's coming back in glory. He's coming back in power. He's coming back in vengeance. He's coming back in mercy. He's coming back in love and long suffering. And people today don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. But although they don't want to hear it, I've got to preach the gospel in season and out of season. And I just left off in telling you that there is a seven-year tribulation period. It has to be. It must be. It's got to be fulfilled before Christ comes back to the earth. You hear what I said? Before Christ comes back to the earth, the Antichrist may got to come. Got to come. By the way, the Antichrist is here on the planet right now, 24-7. He's been on the planet ever since 1968. 1968 is where, when he was born. Uh-oh. A lot of people say, I'm getting kind of nosy. I'm getting kind of like in, in Satan's territory. Satan don't want people to know this. Satan don't want to know that the Antichrist is here. He's waiting for a proper time in which he's to come on this planet. And when he's come on this planet, he's going to raise hell. He's going to raise hell. He's going to be what the people are looking for. And they're going to be amazed. And they're going to be wondering, this is Jesus Christ. But it's not going to be Christ. It's going to be the Antichrist. He was born in 1968, January the 5th. 1968, he is now about 55 years old, and he is, he is coming, not from Israel, he's not coming from Africa, he's not coming from Russia, he's not coming from the USA, he's not coming from Mexico, he's not coming from the Antarctic or the North Antarctic, he's not coming no place but one place, one place that the Antichrist will arrive. And when he come, he cannot come. He cannot come on uh, on the scene. He's on the planet now. And a lot of people say, well, where is he? If he's on the planet, where is he? Is he hiding? Is he uh, 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 playing uh, hide and go seek? Where is the Antichrist? The Bible tells me, woo, the Bible tells me that the Antichrist is coming from Western Europe. Western Europe is where the Antichrist is coming. It's a man. It's a man in the flesh. It's a man that like you and any other man. And he's coming, and he's going to be used by Satan. Satan is going to use his body. Satan is going to resurrect this man. This man is going to be assassinated in the time of the tribulation period. Woo! He's going to be dead. For three days and three nights, he's going to lay in the morgue. And Lucifer is going to resurrect him, trying to do a duplicate resurrection of Jesus Christ. Woo! Yes, he is. You better read your Bible. I'm telling you now because this is, this is in the book of Daniel, in the book of Revelation. It's in the book of Isaiah. 
It tells me that this man is called the man of sin, the son of perdition. He is called Beelzebub. He's called the old serpent. He's called the false prophet. He's called the dragon. He is called the man of sin, the wicked one, the one that Satan is going to incarnate himself, and he is going to be rule the world, rule the world for seven years. Seven years. When he come on the scene, he's coming on the peace platform. He's gonna set up his he's gonna set up his plan that in the middle of the seven year tribulation, he's gonna turn on all of humanity. He's gonna destroy, try to destroy every human being and try to get them to deny the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he's going to try to deceive the whole world. Now, I tell you for a fact now, he is going to deceive the majority of the people on the planet. He is going to deceive majority of the people on the planet. How many people on the planet now? 7.1 billion plus. 7.1 billion plus. And every man that was born, every man that was conceived by a man, every woman that brought forth a child, of, uh, 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 let's say making babies, amen, every man, woman, child, remember this, man is born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Then my mother received birthed me. I was born in sin, shaping me. I was born wrong. I was born half insane. Oh, you don't believe it? Look at the world today. It's practically going insane. It's going insane because they don't know who Jesus Christ is. They don't know who God is. They don't know nothing about the Holy Spirit. We got heathen nations that are mad. They are trying to terminate the Jewish people because the Jewish people are the only ones that was introduced to God by Moses on the top of Mount Sinai for the last 6,000 years. Moses introduced the Jewish people to God Almighty on Mount Sinai and told him, these are my people and they are going to be a representative of me on the earth and they are going to bring in the Savior. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will come through this nation through the tribe of Judah and the root and offspring of David. It should be an ancestry of genealogy all the way from Seth. Listen to me what I'm saying. All the way from Seth. Who is Seth? Seth was the second son of who? Of Eve. Because the first son was slain by Cain. Cain killed Abel because why? Cain got his sacrifice from the ground. He got his sacrifice from the fruits and the watermelons and the cantaloupe. This is what I'm saying. He got his fruit from the ground and laid it on the altar and expected God to receive it. And God rejected Cain's sacrifice because one reason. What was the main reason? You think on this now. What was the main reason that God rejected Cain's sacrifice? His sacrifice was done without blood. You hear what I said? His sacrifice was done without blood. There was no blood on Cain's sacrifice. And by no blood being on his altar, 
no blood, nowhere. God rejected it. But he accepted Abel because Abel used blood. 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 Why? Because blood is the essence of life. In other words, the soul is in the blood. The life is in the blood. Your, your being now, the reason you're in the body and able to walk and talk and see and praise God is through the blood system. Without the blood in the body, you cannot live a physical life. You've got to have that blood system. And that blood system is the, is the essence of life. In other words, as long as you got blood in your body, you can live. But the minute that blood comes out of your body, you will die. If you bleed to death, you will die. If you got, if your blood is not circulating in your body in the proper way, you're going to die. So the blood system is the main thing, the main thing all through the Bible. All through the Bible, blood was mentioned. This is the bloodiest book on the face of the earth. Why? Because there's three kinds of bloods on the face of the earth. There's man's blood, there's animal blood, and there's the blood, ooh, hallelujah, praise God, of Jesus Christ. And out of all three of these blood, there's only one blood that can save your soul, and that is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Hear me what I said. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without Jesus Christ dying on Calvary's cross, suffering, and every drop of blood shedding out of his body. And let me tell you, without that blood, there was nobody on this planet could be saved. That's why Jesus Christ died. He said, for God said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that crucified sacrifice that he did on Calvary. Calvary's cross. He paid the penalty for what? He paid the penalty for sin. And God's been dealing with sin for the last 6,000 years. And now we're living in the last days. And the last days represent the time that Christ is going to return. And we know, I already said, the seven-year tribulation is on time. We're almost about to enter into the seven-year tribulation. My friends, let's get to this Antichrist. We're going to show you in the scripture. You're not going to believe it, but whether you believe it or not, it's in the scriptures. Exactly where the Antichrist is coming from. In the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel, 2,600 years ago, Daniel was in Babylon, and by him being in Babylon, Babylon was the world empire at that time, and Daniel was in Babylon from the captivity of the Jews being in Babylon, and God gave who? Gave Daniel a vision to 600 years up to the year 2022. 2022. 2022 and beyond. Listen to what Daniel said in the seventh chapter. You got your Bibles out? We're going to get into something real heavy here. Real heavy. It's so heavy. Amen. If you really don't study the Word of God, it'll get you confused. If you don't really pray over the Word of God and ask the Lord to reveal what's going on in the world today from the period of 
606 B.C. until 2020 uh, uh, A.D. Let's see what Daniel saw and what he explained in the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel. Of the book of Daniel. Listen what it says. Daniel said this. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I was going to start at the first chapter, but it would take me too long to try to bear this down. So what we're going to start at is 725, uh, beyond 725. Let's see what it says. 15th verse, it says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the vision of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the thing. These great beasts, which are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. These four beasts, which are four kingdoms that shall arise out of the earth. What are the four kings? The Babylonian Empire, the Median Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, and the Rome Empire. These four kingdoms will rise up out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. This kingdom that I'm talking about is referred in the Bible in the 20th chapter of Revelation. It is called the Millennial Kingdom, a Millennial Kingdom. That's God's kingdom. It has been four kingdoms. Uh, starting at the Babylonian Empire to the Roman Empire that's been up on the earth that have once been up on the earth, but now they're gone. But the same spirits, the same ancient spirits that have been ruling the world for the last 6,000 years, they are gone. But the spirits are still here, and they are going to try to what? Rebuild rebuild an empire, rebuild Rome, rebuild Babylon, rebuild Media Persian Empire by joining together and come into a subject that is called one world government, one world order, the new world order, the revived Roman Empire. The Satan wants to revive these kingdoms and bring them into one mold so that he can control the people of the world and use them and literally deceive them, what? Deceive them that the word of God is not true, that the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not true, and he is going to be awesome. This man is going to be awesome. Look what the Bible says he would be like. He said, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom. In other words, the kingdom of God is going to come. When the kingdom of God comes, that is the second coming of Jesus Christ. When God sets up his kingdom down here on earth, he's going to what? He's going to rip 
It's going to rip the Babylonian, the Median, the Persian Empire, the Roman Empire, the, the New World Empire. He's going to rip it apart. He's going to destroy these kingdoms which are led by Satan. Now listen what it says in the 19th verse. He says, then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others. Exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth was of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamp the residue with his feet. This beast that's going to be revived, Roman Empire, is going to be awesome. He's going to be what? He's going to be so powerful that no human being can stand against him. He will rule the world from corner to corner, from the east, north, south, and west. And the Bible says that Daniel said he was dreadful, his teeth was of iron, his nails of brass, which devour, break in pieces, and stamp the residue with his feet. Now, here we go. Listen to what I'm saying. This beast will be controlled by the Antichrist. The Antichrist will be become the beast. When he becomes the beast, he will become just like this year says. He said, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, eating up flesh, and his nails of brass, which devour break in pieces, and stamp the residue with his feet. This Antichrist is coming. When this Antichrist comes, he's going to stamp the earth. He is going to take control of three things, the religious system, the political system, and the economical system. He will rule with an iron fist. His teeth will be like iron. His nails, his his, his, his nails would be like brass, but he would be a man. But underneath this man would be the dragon, would be Satan taking control of the world. Now, a lot of people say, well, look here, man. I thought God was powerful. I thought God knew everything. I thought God was all the almighty. How come he letting this happen? He's not letting this happen. The reason why this is happening because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Oh, my God, my God. Adam and Eve sold us out. When Adam and Eve disobeyed the almighty God, the Elohim, the great I am, he gave them a command, don't you touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The day you touch that tree and eat the fruit of knowledge of evil, of, of good and evil, you shall surely die. In other words, he was saying the whole human race is going to die if you disobey me. If you eat that fruit and you taste that fruit, you can attain knowledge. You can uh, uh, attain earthly wisdom. But the day you eat thereof, you are going to die, and that death will travel down to 6,000 years because every man and woman and boy and girl that's born is born sinful, sinful, shaped in iniquity, did your mother. So every born, every child that's born, born dead, spiritually dead, not physically dead, but spiritually dead. 
Men today are walking on the face of the earth dead. How come? Because of sin, separated from God, denying God, rejecting God, don't have nothing to do with God. Through Adam and Eve's failure, they said we are doomed. We are doomed. We are done. Who is going to deliver us from this curse of sin because of what Adam and Eve? Who is going to deliver us? Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Who's going to deliver you from sin? Listen to what Daniel saw 2,600 years ago. He told me through his word exactly where the Antichrist was coming from. Listen to what I'm saying. He said, he said, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. And I told you that's the millennial kingdom. That's where we are headed right now. But before we get to the millennial kingdom, the seven-year tribulation has to occur. And when Christ comes back at the end of the seven-year tribulation, the kingdom will be set up by Jesus Christ. Satan will be put in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. He will not, not deceive nations anymore until the thousand years is over. After the thousand years is over, those that re reproduce in the millennial kingdom, they will what? They will be living in a blessed state. Everything that the devil caused will be locked up. All the killing and murdering and rape and all this is going on today. God is going to let the devil be put in the bottomless pit, and the millennium reign will Christ will rule in the millennium reign, and Christ will what bring back what the devil took, and that is he took man from the Garden of Eden and caused him to fall. And God said, "I'm going to get him back. I'm going to restore the animal kingdom. I'm going to restore everything that the devil has caused man to destroy and bring in the millennial kingdom. When I bring in the millennial kingdom, Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit, and he will not be able to see deceive no nations no more until a thousand years over. That's another, that's another subject there. But what I want to get back to you, he said, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom. I'm, I'm ready to take the kingdom with Jesus Christ. Amen. Because when Christ comes back, I'm going to be in the kingdom. Amen. I'm going to be able to enter the kingdom. How? How can I enter the kingdom? On my good looks? No. On my money? No. On my education? No. On my denomination reference? No. I cannot get to heaven by no other means but by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only man in orbit creation and orbit eternity that died on Calvary's cross and paid the penalty for sins of the whole round world. And if men want to live with God, if men want to have fellowship, with God, if men want to walk in the spirit with God, they're going to have to come to the cross and kneel in repentance and broken spirit and repent and turn from their wicked ways and accept the Lord Jesus Christ because he's the one that took your sins and my sins and nailed them to the cross. And if he nailed them to the cross, then the penalty of sin was paid for. And since it was paid for, somebody got to come to him and the only way that got to come to him, and the only way they can come to him, they got to turn away from the wickedness and the 
backbiting and the killing and the murdering and the gambling and the whoremongering and the adulterers and the homosexuals. They're going to have to turn from thou all their sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because it was Jesus that was the only man that paid the penalty for sin. And don't you think when they nailed him on the cross, nobody could identify him. Nobody could look at him. Nobody could say that was Jesus. Why? Because they had beat him beyond recognition. They had slaughtered him like a piece of meat hanging on a old rugged cross. And when you would look at him, if you could look at him, you would see nothing but a a a a a a a. a a slaughtered man that you couldn't even identify. And he did that for one reason. He did that by your sins and your killing and your murdering and your hormone. He did that for your drugs. He did that for everything that you have done against God Almighty. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, God would destroy the world right now. But because of what Jesus done and paid the price for sin, now man can come to him. But if he come to him, he got to repent. He got to repent. You ain't going to heaven and you ain't repented. Jesus Christ said, except you repent, you shall likewise perish. Except you turn from sin, except you turn to Christ, except you say, Lord, I am a sinner, low down, dirty, crooked, backwards, upside down. I'm a low down, dirty, crook, and I need Jesus Christ to come into my life and change my life forever. Make me a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, everything that I see is new. I'm no longer the same person. I no longer can be the same person. Lord, have mercy. And the world today is rejecting. You know what they're rejecting? They're rejecting the cross. They're rejecting the suffering of Jesus Christ. They're rejecting the blood that was shed upon the cross. They're rejecting, they put him in the grave. They're rejecting that he got up on Sunday morning with all power in heaven and in earth in his hand. And it's only Jesus Christ that can save your soul. There's no denomination. There's no preacher can save you. There's no bishop can save you. There's no cardinal can save you. There's no pope can save you. Nobody can save you but Christ. Nobody can save you but Christ. Your mama, your daddy, your sister, your uncles, your aunts, your in-laws, your outlaws cannot save you. You can't just go to church and say you saved because everybody in church ain't saved. People been going to church for 50, 40, 30, not, not, I mean, 15, 20, 20 years, never accepted Jesus Christ, but they're trying to claim Christianity. And you cannot claim Christianity if you have never met the man who brought Christianity to an existence, and that was Christ. Christ has to be in your heart before you can ever identify yourself with the Christian, not religion, <laughs> but the Christian faith. Because Christian, the Christian faith is not a religion. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're living in the last days, and people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear nothing about hell. They don't want to hear nothing about the cross. They don't want to hear nothing hardly about heaven because some people say, well, I got my heaven here. I ain't worried about heaven. Whoa, my God, my God, my God. Ooh, what a fool you are to believe 
that you can live your own life by yourself without God in your life, you then you die and go to hell. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. There's no chance on this side of hell and the other side of heaven. Ain't no chance that you can come into the kingdom without accepting the blood sacrifice of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because it's the blood that can only cleanse your soul, cleanse your heart, cleanse your mind, cleanse your attitude, cleanse everything that can pertain to your spirit and your soul and make you a new creature. We're talking about this Antichrist. I didn't want to get off on that, but maybe it, sometimes it's got to come in there. All right, Daniel, in what? In Babylon? Yes, he is. He was in Babylon for about 90 years. And before he left Babylon, he wrote these words in the seventh chapter of Daniel. He said, then I would know the truth of the fourth beast. The fourth beast, which was diverse from all other beasts. Exceedingly, all right, here we go now, listen. Exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth was of iron and his nails of brass, which devour and break in pieces. And stamp the residue other. There he is. That's the man that's on the scene now. Now on the scene now. Let's see where he's coming from. Let's see where he's coming from. The twenty-first says, and of the ten horns. All right, ten horns. Ten horns. Ten horns. What do the ten horns represent? What? Are these ten horns? Where are these ten horns? Where did these ten horns come into existence? How long they've been on earth? What is the last day's prophecy about these ten horns? Listen what it says. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up. All right, the ten horns today represent the ten. Listen to what I'm saying. The 10 European comet market nations that are in existence now, now, they've been in existence ever since 1948. In 1948, these horns begin to form. These horns begin to form. And they have formed up into 10 complete horns till this day. This day. Next Sunday, I'm going to give you the name of the horns. But I'm going to tell you what these horns are. These horns represent the nations that are in existence known as NATO. NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, formed in 1948. 1948, Three events happened that are being fulfilled today. What? The nation of Israel became a nation, number one. The World Council of Churches, all churches gathered together in the end time. They were gathered together under one man to say that we are going to unite of all religions. All You know what I said now? All religions. We're joined together under one tent, under one canopy, 
under one world, new world order church. It is called the church that was spoken of in the book. What book? The book of Revelation. The book of Revelation, the 17th chapter, to gives you a picture of what this church looks like. Well, Brother Bazaar, what do the church look like? The church looked like what it looked like in the 17th chapter of Revelation. In the 17th chapter of Revelation, John the Revelator, John the Revelator saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast with a golden cup in her hand and a name written on her forehead, Mother of Harlots, the abomination of the earth. She is called the great whore, the great whore of the earth. And this great whore of the earth will unite together under one umbrella during the last, woo, the last end time prophecy that this world church represents the ecumenical movement started and ruled by the Vatican out of Rome. Rome. This woman has a golden cup in her hand and is filled with what? Filthiness. Sexuality, abomination, child pornography, incest, sex with animals, sodomites, homosexual. This woman in the cup, what's in the cup? Filthiness, lot, rotten stuff, stuff, wife swapping, adultery, fornication, all kinds of lewdness, all kinds of Satan worshippers, all kinds of Illuminati's. Uh, that worship Satan, this woman carries a bad disease, a disease that can damn your soul. And that disease has been spreading across ever since Adam and Eve said, I don't have no name for it, but I believe in the spirit of my mind, I can call it sin titus. Sin titus is destroying people's lives today, destroying their soul, because no sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. The ten horns, the ten horns. What are the ten horns? The ten European common market nations. They exist now. This is what it says. And the ten horns that were in his head and of the other, and of the other which came up and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things who look was more stout than his fellows. What's his fellows? His other fellows are the ten horns. This horn that came up among, this is what I'm saying, among the first ten horns, this horn had eyes and a mouth that spoke great things. In other words, this horn has intelligence. This Horn had eyes, not literally a horn that you set on the table, but this man, this man that's coming on the scene, already on the scene, he is the 11th horn. And this 11th horn is the one that's the Antichrist. Why is he Antichrist? Because he's going to speak great things against the Most High. Who is against God? The devil. The devil's against God. The devil hates God. The devil resists God. The devil wants to overthrow God. The devil wants to rule God. God says, no, not a chance. You little pink squeak, I'm the one that created you. 
I'm the one that spoke you into existence. I'm the one that gave you beauty. I'm the one that gave you privilege to be the protector of my throne and to direct the heavenly choir and to rule the angels and to and, and, and instruct the angels what I want them to do, and you blew it because of one thing, beauty. Beauty is deceitful. There's a lot of beautiful people today that's been deceived, and beauty will deceive you. The devil used beauty to deceive people, and now the world is under a captivated deception called deception, and the world has been deceived by the devil every minute, every minute. Look at Hollywood. Look at Hollywood. Look at all these women that are exploiting themselves, come out half naked with their boobs all hanging out, with their butt all sticking out. What do the world want? That's what the world wants. That's what the men want. That's what people want. They want to exploit their sexuality, and they are doing it, and people are worshiping it. Their people are honoring it. People are publishing it. People are writing books about it. People say, this is what we want, and God says, Satan, Satan. What you're doing is not going to accomplish nothing because you're still going to hell. You're still going to And the devil said, if the devil would talk back to God, he said, yeah, I know I'm going to hell, and I'm trying to take everybody with me. But the Lord says, you can't take everybody with you because there's a faithful few just going to accept me. And the devil said, well, look like I got most of them. And God said, it's not my fault if they go to hell because what I did on Calvary's cross, listen, listen, I get on Calvary Cross, I give them an opportunity to be saved from sin. Because if you're not saved from sin, you're going to hell. Why? Because you got to pay the penalty for sin. Once you did not let Jesus Christ uh, take your sins and you kept them yourself, you kept them for 30 years, you kept them for 40 years, you kept them for 15 years, and you said, I'm not going to receive Christ in my life because I don't think that's necessary. I'm going to live on and live on my life and have a good time. And when I die and go to hell, that don't matter to me because I'm going to enjoy life. And by the way, Christianity is a dull life, but I had to tell you, Christianity is a joyful life. Christianity is a hope in life because let me tell you, there's no hope in sin. There's no hope in sin. The only hope we have is in Jesus Christ. And these, these horns, let me tell you who these horns are. These horns are NATO. NATO, 10 horns. This information is found in the Whitaker Cyclopedia and the Botanica Cyclopedia. In your library, the 10 horns are in the Cyclopedia. It's on Internet. The 10 horns are the NATO of the day. The NATO of the day is the 10, the ten horns. Remember that. And when you say horn, that represents the ten nations. And then Daniel said, I saw another horn that came up amongst them. That represents the nation that will come up after the ten horns have, have arrived. The last horn that arrived was in 1981 when Greece came in to the European common market. That was the tenth horn. And then six years later, Six years later, listen to what I'm saying. I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get with that. I'm not gonna tell you right now. The six horns later. Listen to what it said. Listen to what it said. The ten horns that were in his head, the European common market. I will tell you that now. 
And if you want to study and find some information and, and, and think I'm telling a lie, then you go to the World Psychopedia and they will give you the ten horns and the ten nations. And it said, and the head of the other came up before whom three fell. That horn that had eyes and a mouth and spake great things. Now, there's four things there. He had eyes. He had a mouth. He spake great things whose look was more stouter than his fellow. Daniel saw the 11 nations come in. So, so the 10th nation came in, which was Greece. But the 11th nation that came in came in 1986. In 1986, first we got to find out the 11th horn. Who is the 11th horn? Come on, preachers. Come on, deacons. Come on, Bible students. Who is the 11th horn? What nation was the 11th nation that came in that had eyes, spake great things against the Mohawk, and stamped the residue of the earth, and spoke against blasphemy against God Almighty? Listen to what it says. And listen, listen, listen. It says, and of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other that came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn had eyes, intelligence, a mouth, big mouth, that speak great things, whose look was more stout than his fellow brothers. So the ten nations that came in were weak, but this never horn came in was strong. He was stout. And Daniel said, 21st verse, and I beheld the same horn. Hey there made war with the saints, the Antichrist. That's the Antichrist. That same horn made war with the saints, the saints of God. Not the saints of the church, but the tribulation saints. Not the saints of the church, but the tribulation saints. Because when this man comes, the church will not be here. When, 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 when the rapture comes, the church will be removed from earth to glory. And then the Antichrist will rise and he will speak against the saints, especially 144,000, but the 144,000 is going to preach for three and one and a half years and many, listen, many people, many people, glory, hallelujah, many people during the tribulation period will accept Jesus Christ after the rapture. After the rapture of the church, after Jesus Christ comes and gets the body that he shed his blood for, died for, suffered for, suffered to the ultimate, he suffered, he suffered, he suffered until heaven could not look upon the suffering that Jesus Christ went through. The angel. The cherubims and seraphims had to prune their wings and wonder how in the world can God Almighty sacrifice his only son, which is himself, on Calvary's cross. They had to stand back 
and see God do the most awesome thing that ever done in human history and creation, other than creation of the earth. And that was he suffered for my sins. Don't you understand how much God hates sin? You Don't you understand that God is a holy God, a righteous God? He cannot bear to look upon sin. He cannot bear to tolerate sin. Don't you know God loves you so much that he was willing enough to give his only begotten son to die for your place because you cannot die for your sin. You cannot sanctify yourself. You cannot justify yourself. You cannot please your heart of sin. Why? Because your blood speaks. Your blood speaks. My blood speaks. My blood couldn't save an ant. Couldn't save nothing. Couldn't save nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. But the only blood that could save your little pitiful soul, my little tiny soul in the presence of holy God, the blood of Jesus Christ can make you a new creature. And when you come to know Jesus Christ, you don't have to tell nobody or ask nobody. You'll know that you know that you know that you've been born again. The second birth. The second birth is spiritual. The first birth is physical. The physical birth, you're going to die one day. And then after you die, if you have not received the second birth, Jesus Christ in your life, you're going to have to die for your own sins. And the only place that you can die and be separated from God forever is in hell, H-E-L-L, with a lot of L's on it. Because let me tell you, brothers and sisters, I love every one of you out there. I wouldn't be I wouldn't even be trying to express this to you if I didn't love God, and I wouldn't be trying to explain this to you if I didn't love you. I love all y'all out there. I don't care if you're saved or not saved. I don't care if you go to church or don't go to church. You need to be saved by God's grace. You need to be saved by God's love. You need to be saved by God's patience. You need to be saved by whatever God has for you. You need to be saved and quit playing around because when it's rapture of the church, in a moment of a twinkling of one eyelid, one eyeball, the church will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and then the Antichrist will rise. That 11th horn will come on the scene, and pretty soon I'm going to tell you exactly what country, what country the Antichrist is coming from. I got pictures of it. He's on YouTube right now. He is a man, a gorgeous man, as they some call it, a handsome man, a man that the world, listen, the world is going to accept this man's sin. The Jews are going to accept him. The Jews now are saying, I'm saying too, that the Antichrist is alive today. I'm saying that from the scriptures. I'm saying that from the word of God. I'm saying that from study. I'm saying that from praying. I'm saying that the Antichrist is alive today and he's ready, almost ready to come on the scene. Woo! Pretty soon. Sooner than I think he is. So in 1981, 
the ten horns were complete. 1986, the 11th horn came into the system. When it came into the system, it was at that time a country that was reviving from World War II world and the Vietnam War. This country is going to be where the Antichrist come out of. Let's see what it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what it says. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten, here it is, ten kings. In order to have a king, you've got to have a kingdom. That shall arise. Now listen. That shall arise. Well, they have already arrived. They are here today. Where are they? They are in Western Europe. Western Europe is known as NATO. They are the ones that's going to form the one world government. That's what they're working on now around the world. Every country. Every country is going to unite with this 10 European nations and kingdoms. The 10 kings out of this kingdom are 10, 10 horns or 10 kings. That shall arise, another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse. He's going to be different from the first, and he shall subdue three. He will be able to control three and replace three with another three. And he shall speak great words against who? The most high, the most high God. And shall wear out the saints, the tribulation saints of the most high, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be, they shall be given into his hand. Now listen. They think the change times and laws. Did you hear the last six months about what the Pope is doing? He is changed, trying to change. He ain't going to change no Ten Commandments, the seasons of the time, climate control, more, more, more pitiful for the world, and the climate control than for their souls. They're making new laws and discarding the Ten Commandments to bring the world into one world government. This is what they're doing now. This is what they're working on right now. And it's coming out of what? It's coming out of these ten horns. They're working on it. The Vatican, Rome, Luxembourg, Germany, all these ten nations are uniting together to bring the one world government in. The one world government is on its way. The change of time, the change of laws, and guess what? It says, and everything will be given into his hand until a time, one year, and times, two years, and dividing times. In the last part of the tribulation, you hear what I said? In the last three and one half years, in the last 42 months, in the last 1,260 days, the Antichrist will take full control of the world. The first three and one half years, he's setting up a prop to get the people 
to believe that he is Jesus Christ. The Jews, get good God Almighty, the Jews are reconstructing the third temple and they're planning to have it built by 2023. 2023, they want to either be starting on it or be finishing this temple. This temple, their ability to offer up sacrifices of animals and goats and turtle doves and lambs, which is no longer in power. No longer Judaism is in power. No longer Judaism it can do anything. The only thing, Judaism is a type of shadow of a better sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they killed animals. Oh, they slaughtered animals. They mutilated animals. They took the blood until it flowed like water on the altar. But let me tell you, the blood of the animals and the, of the turtle doves and of the goats and of the cows and the heifers could not redeem mankind. The blood could not change a man's heart. But when Jesus came, Jesus came. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I come to fulfill the law. But when Jesus came, born in a manger, wrapped in swallowed cold, came down through 42 generations. Yes, he did. Stayed on earth for 33 and one half years. And while he was on earth, he did what no other man did. He did what 10,000 men couldn't do what Jesus done. And another 10,000 couldn't do what Jesus did. No, another 10,000 couldn't do what Jesus did. In other words, you can have a million people, but they couldn't do what Jesus did. What did he do? Good God Almighty, he healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out bells in his name. He told the people uh, about living for him. He told the people there's a change coming. Nah, not the change of the weather, not the change of the moon, not the change, but the change will be in your life. Because when Jesus comes in, he changes. You know what I said? I said when Jesus comes into your life, he changes. There's a change come. And the change only can come by blood. The shed blood of Jesus Christ opened up a fountain that was filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins. If the old sinner falls beneath the flow, he'll lose what? He'll lose what? He'll lose all that guilty stain and become a new creature. This Antichrist will rule seven years of hell on earth. Seven years of hell on earth. And in the last part of the tribulation, that is when he will take control of the world system. He will take care of control of the economical. He will take care of the religious and the political. The last three and one half years is when he was set up the image of the beast, the mark of the beast. That's when he will rule with a iron fist. That is when men, boys and girls, will not be able to buy nor sell or have any business relationship 
with the society unless they receive the mark of the beast. The last three and one half years uh, is going to be the year that Satan is going to do a miracle like never before. The last three and one half years is when uh, the Antichrist will be assassinated. And by him being assassinated, he will be wounded with a deadly wound in the head. In other words, there's going to be an assassin that put a bullet through his head, and he's going to lay in the morgue in Jerusalem. And while he's laying in Jerusalem, the world is going to go mad and say, oh, they don't kill Jesus. They don't kill Jesus, but it's not going to be Jesus. It's going to be the Antichrist trying to take the place of Jesus. And he can't take the place of Jesus because no man can take the place of Jesus because Jesus, Jesus, good God Almighty, Jesus is God. And they tell me God cannot change. God cannot lie. God cannot take his promise back because God promised the world that if you believe on my son Jesus Christ, you can have it, eternal life. But if you believe not, your soul will be damned. Your soul will die and go to hell. This Antichrist will be a man that will be assassinated. Where in the Bible did he say that the Antichrist is assassinated? What chapter in the Bible that the Antichrist will be assassinated? And you'll go to the 13th chapter of Revelation. And look at that chapter. In that chapter, it reads thusly. 3rd chapter, 3rd verse, 13th chapter, 3rd verse. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. That's the assassination. That's when the Antichrist will be shot. And then... It says, and his deadly wound was healed. That's when the Antichrist will be a resurrected false messiah. And the deadly wound was healed. Now listen at this. Listen at this. In all the world, in all the world, in all the world, wondered after the beast, meaning majority of the world will wonder after the beast. Why are they wondering after the beast? Because, number one, the Antichrist does not require repentance. It's not, it does not require justification. It does not require sanctification. It does not require any divine Revelation on salvation. It only tells you worship. And that's what people prefer to do is saying they're worshiping God without repentance, saying they're worshiping God without justification, saying that they're worshiping God without holiness, saying that they're worshiping God without telling the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for my sins. Make me a new creature. Come into my life. Save me from a devil's hell. 
Save me from going to hell burning forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever for one reason. Why? Because I refuse to repent of my sin and accept Jesus Christ. If you're going to hell, you're going to hell for one major sin, rejection and denying the blood sacrifice of the only wise God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You just have a form of godliness, but you don't have no power. You just go to church and never been changed. You just sing in the choir and don't know nothing about it. You do all these religious acts, all these religious things, and yet still you have never, you have never, never came in a divine and an intimacy with Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. You never told nobody, I've been changed. You don't sign, you don't see no change in your life. You're doing the same old thing you're doing 30, 40, 50 years ago. The only thing you do is you can't do it like you used to. And the world is saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and I'm a Christian, and I'm a Christian. And you're living like the raw-headed, two-foot devil. The devil can't God can't have nobody serving a two-master God, because God is not a two-master. He's a one-master, and he's the one thing. You got Jesus Christ as your master, or you got Lucifer, Snoopful as your master. You cannot split through salvation. You cannot turn on God and then turn on the Satan and then love God and hate. You can't do it. Either you got a one-track mind, and that one-track mind is either the devil or Jesus Christ. I got a one-track mind. Jesus Christ is the only way I know and I read and I experience that you can get to heaven. Listen to what it says. And I saw one of his head as it was wounded to death, and the deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. And that's what you're talking about now. Listen to what I got to tell you. The last church of the last church age. The last church of the last church is called Laodicea. And don't you know Laodicea has been formed now by the Roman Catholic Pope? The Roman Catholic Pope is forming the one world church now. He's requiring that all religions, all occults, all demigods, all witches, all liars, all backbiters, all whoremongers, all gamblers, all, all, all kind of people. Only thing we want you and require for you to do is let us all come together under one umbrella and let us worship this Antichrist. Let's worship him. That's all we require. And that requirement stands that you believe that this man of sin is Jesus Christ, and the devil has deceived the world and believing that the world is saying, we believe you're Christ. And Satan said, now, if you want to come and join in, just come on in and worship me. And let me tell you, hordes of people today are worshiping Satan. We got more people worshiping Satan than we got more people worshiping God. If you don't believe it, go to the football game. If you don't believe it, go to the whorehouse. If you don't believe it, go to the gambling casino. If you don't believe it, check and see what people are doing 
And what you do is saying who you serve. If you lie, cheating, backbiting, whoremonging, if you're doing all kinds of sex acts, if you wife swapping, if you having group sex, if you're doing everything that the Bible speaks against, guess what? You're going to bust hell wide open. Because that will never enter the kingdom of God. And even if you didn't do it, you still can't enter in. Because you got to be born again. You're not saved by do-gooders. You ain't going to hell by do-gooding. You ain't going to hell by do-bad. But let me tell you, you're going to hell because you reject the blood. The shed blood. You ashamed before public to let the world know, I believe that Jesus Christ died for me and shed his blood. You ashamed of that. Jesus Christ said, I'll be ashamed of you. I'm not ashamed of Christ. He died for me. He suffered for me. Even if I couldn't go to the cross, I still couldn't save myself. If you could go to the cross and nail nails through your hand and die, put you in the grave, you still couldn't save yourself because you didn't have no power to resurrect yourself. Why? Because you're a sinner. I am used to be a sinner. And sin, there's no power of resurrection. Sin only brings damnation. 13th chapter. And there was given to him a mouth, speaking great things. There's that one that was speaking of in the book of Daniel, blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 42 months. 42 months is three and one half years. He's going to rule and reign for three and one half years. He gets to set up the first three and one half years. But at the end of the first three and one half years, we enter into the second three and one half years. And there, he's going to rule the world, every kingdom, every Every kingdom, every power on the earth, Satan is going to have people working for him through darkness, through rejection. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given to him to make war with the saints, the tribulation saints. And to overcome them, he's going to kill them. He's going to slaughter them. He's going to use their guillotine and cut their heads off. If anybody make a stand for Christ during the tribulation period, the guillotine is going to be the executioner. And there's going to be a lot of heads falling because they're going to gather people up from around different areas and bring them down. I don't, I, I, I got a sense they're going to bring them down to the church lawn and set up a guillotine and behead people who will make a stand for Christ during the tribulation period. Because the tribulation period is not for the church. The tribulation period is mainly for the Jews. But thank God for the Jews. Because if it wasn't for the Jews, having a seven-year pact with the almighty because God told him in the Old Testament, I'm going to deal with you for 490 years, and he cut seven years off at the cross because the Jews rejected him, and now the Jews is due another seven years to make it 490 years. If God didn't have to do that and make his promise, the world would end tomorrow. But by the Jews, The remnant of the Jews was faithful, and God said in the last day, I'm going to give you seven years to make the last 
proclamation and make their last announcement of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And he is going to let them do it, the seven-year tribulation. The church will not be here. I'm going to get that to you. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. I know I ain't going to be here. And I'm not saying with boasting. I'm not sticking my chest out. I'm not with my head wagging. I'm peeling. I'm falling at the foot of Jesus unbelief and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for making me whole. Nothing that I have done to deserve salvation, but you love me so much. You love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son. And who, who, whosoever believeth in him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. This is the God that I'm serving. He's alive. He's well. He don't make no mistake. He don't stumble. He don't stutter. He's the God of the ages. He's the God that came from nowhere because there was nowhere for him to come. He's a God of mercy and love, and now he's offering every opportunity for you to receive him as Lord and Savior. So the Antichrist is going to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell on upon the earth shall worship him. All those that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the Lamb. Slain from the foundation. If your name, if your name, good God Almighty, if your name is not written in the Lamb Book of Life, you, your soul, your spirit is in jeopardy of damnation. If your name, it didn't say if you go to church, it didn't say if your name, it says if your name is written in heaven in the Lamb Book of Life. In the Lamb's Book of Life. My name is there. It's been verified. It's been sealed. I know it's there because the Lord revealed it to me. My name is there because I've been changed. I've been changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I can sing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The battle is won. The devil knows it. He can't get my soul back. My soul is saved forever. I'm not going out here doing anything. Ooh, I want to. Because I know I got eternal security. I know I got eternal life. I know the devil can't take it away from me. I'm not going to go out here like a fool and see and test God and see and do anything I want to. Because I know if I do anything I want to, God will cut my life off. He will not let me finish my ministry. He will not let me do what I'm supposed to do and called to do. Ah, come on now. Some people say, well, you can do anything you want to after you get saved. No, you can't. No, you can't. If you're doing everything, and you say you say you're doing anything, I mean, you ain't saved. Because God knows how to chastise those. Ooh, they're disobedient. He chastised Samson. He chastised David. He chastised who? Jonah. He chastised every saint. Every saint that ever went against God, God chastised them. He didn't cast them into hell. He cast those into hell, those that never received him and thought they could do what they wanted to do. And there's a lot of folks today doing what they want to do, never been saved, never been sanctified, saying they're going to heaven. You ain't going to heaven. You ain't been sanctified. You ain't been set apart from sin. I'm talking about your soul. 
Your soul got to be set apart from sin because the flesh is always going to act crazy. The flesh is always sinful. It's going to want to do things that the Spirit says don't do. The Spirit going to say no. The Spirit, flesh, so you warn against woo, the greatest war of your life. You warn against the Spirit and the flesh. And the world says, I'm not going to take that route. That route is too hard, but the Christian life is not hard. It's not hard. The only thing you've got to do is confess. And you've got to grow in the Lord. You've got to mature in the Lord. You don't mature overnight. Where I am now, it took, several, it took 50 some years to get from where I met the Lord until now. I'm still growing in maturity. But in growing in maturity, I'm better than what I used to be and never will be again, never will be what I used to be because I'm a new creature. Salvation is free. You can't give it back because God is not an Indian giver. God can't, God can't give it back even if you fail him. He can't give it back because he's not an Indian giver. Only thing that's going to affect you if, if you backslide, the only thing going to affect you is going to affect you as a gentleman of Christ. That's where it's going to affect you. Because when we as saints of God go to the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to be judged for our works. Our works will be judged. Everything that we did in this life, if you're saved and sanctified, everything in this life that you did for Christ is the only thing that's going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Things that you did in the flesh, things that you did on your own, Thing that you had no business doing, guess what? That's the judgment of flesh. Thing that you did in the spirit is gold, silver, and brass. Thing that you did in the flesh is wood, hay, and stubble. And at the judgment seat of Christ, God is going to cast your works into the fire, and whatever is wood, hay, and stubble is going to perish. Whatever gold, silver, and brass is going to last forever. Only, only what you do for Christ will stand. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you will never stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You will stand before the great white throne. That's it. Ain't no half and half. Ain't no shucking and jiving. If you die without Christ, you will stand at the great white throne. If you die with Christ, you will stand before the beam of seat. The beam of seat happens at the rapture. At the rapture, I'm going to the beam of seat. I know I'm going to the beam of seat. I already made my appointment to be at the Bible seat. Why? Because, number one, I'm saved, sanctified, and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost without a whole lot of tongue talking, without a whole lot of jibber-jabber, without a whole lot of falling out. Why? Because they tell me the Holy Ghost, one thing that the Holy Ghost knows and are acquainted with, and that is love. The Bible says a man knows that he is passed from death to life because he loves a brother. The Bible says that if a man say he loves God and hate his brother, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. If a man say he's never sinned, he's a liar. And if a man deny that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God, 
God in the flesh, he's a big liar because a liar is those that deny Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he died and rose again and coming back to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because 2023, you better fasten your seatbelt. 2023 is going to be the forming of the great whore. The great whore is forming now to go into the revelation. The church of Laodicea, uh-oh, this is what kind of church, amen, that Laodicea is. Let's see what kind of church Laodicea is. Laodicea is that church that's lukewarm, yeah, yeah, lukewarm church. The lukewarm church is a church that has a form of godliness, but they don't have the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say that to the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost is God through Jesus Christ in you. The last church is known as Laodicea. The last church is known first century. This is a shape that this church is going into and been into. It says, I know your works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, half and half, stale, stinking, have a form of God and don't have no part of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in you. It's a he. It's not a it. It's not a thing. It's not some kind of uh, uh, force that comes from uh, another world. It's God in you. And when God comes in you, the only way that God can come into you, you've got to acknowledge his son, Jesus Christ, and he shed blood. 16 verse says, so then because thou art lukewarm, lukewarm coffee, lukewarm tea, lukewarm attitude, you ain't got nothing. You just lukewarm. You stale. And you neither cold nor hot. Jesus Christ. This is what Christ said. I didn't say this. He said, I will speak thee out of my mouth. I'm going to vomit you up. I'm going to gurgitate you up. I'm going to reject your form of God because it's not real. You don't know me. You neither cold or hot, you just lukewarm. You half and half. You half and half yesterday. You half and half when you go to church. You half and half at the gambling casino. You half and half down there messing with somebody. You half and half down at the whole house. You half, oh my God, my God. And you've been to church talking about how much God loves you. Oh, yes, God loves you, but he don't love that trash you handing out. Listen to what it says. Because thou says, I am rich. I got materialism all hanging on me and increased with goods. I got goods. I have need of nothing. You're saying in your heart, I don't have no need. I got materialistic gain. I got money. I got fame. I got prestige. I got position in church. I got all this. Know not that thou art wretched. All right? And you're miserable. 
A person that don't know Jesus Christ is miserable. Oh, they might not think they're miserable. They're miserable. They're so miserable they can't stand themselves. They're so miserable that they, they, they talk miserable. They're so miserable that, 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 that you can see it in their face. They, they, they're all mixed up. They're all confused. Why? Because they're trying to live the Christian life without Jesus Christ. They're trying to live without the Holy Ghost. They're trying to live without repentance. They're trying to live by not humbling themselves. So you're wretched, you're miserable, and you're poor. You're poor. Poor in spirit. You don't have no spirit. If you don't have the spirit of God, you're poor. You can't do nothing poor, and you're poor right now. And number number four, you're blind. You're blind as a bat. You don't know how you, you don't know where you're going. You don't know there's a heaven or hell or not. You don't believe that Christ died and rose in, you're blind. You let every little old crackpot preacher, Jack Lake preacher, come along and tell you a bunch of little jokes until you, you can prosper as you plant the seed. Well, let, let's, let's, let's change that. Let's plant the seed of God in people's lives. Plant that. Because just planting money, planting money, planting money ain't going to redeem nobody. Plant some love. Plant some joy. Plant some forgiveness. Plant repentance. Plant that. You're planting everything but what God requires you to plant. You're blind. Can't see in one eye and blind in the other eye. This, this, this is that church that's getting ready to go into Revelation. The Pope is leading world religions into Revelation 17th chapter. That's where he leads. He's telling folks that it's not, it wasn't necessary for Jesus Christ. But that's what the Pope is saying. Come on, wake up. Get, 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 get your spiritual eye open. The Pope is talking about that. It's not necessary. It was necessary for Christ to die. Oh, yet still they got Jesus Christ hanging on the cross, walking slow motion, doing incense, speaking a whole lot of Latin, yaka, 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 ain't saying nothing. The Roman Catholic Church, let me tell you, you ain't going to like me. I don't, I don't care. The Roman Catholic Church is the most corrupt church on the planet. Those cardinals in there pumping them women. The Pope messing with the women. The cardinals messing with the women. Having babies out of wedlock. Not only that, but the influentiality of aliens. Aliens, aliens. is The Vatican is the aliens' headquarters. And these aliens are demons, devils. If you could go inside the Vatican and see what they got on the wall and see what they got down in the basement, you'll come out there screaming. You'll come out of there screaming. You'll be saying, what in the hell is they got a set of it? They got Jesus on the cross. Then they got demons in another room. They got a place with all kinds of Skulls, and they speak in Latin and all kind of different languages. And reptilians, they talk to reptilians. They have had in contact with reptilians. Demons are getting ready to in, 
still trace the herbs. Ever since 1948, demons are getting more strong from 48 to 2022 because they're going to invade the planet. That's why hell is raised today. That's why much old hell is raising today in our streets, in our churches, in, in the secret societies, in Hollywood. People are going mad. They are sex fanatics. Only thing they can talk about is money, sex, and position and what they have acquired in life and try to use God blessing you. God ain't in it. How can God bless you and he ain't in it? Only time you get a blessing is by faith in Jesus Christ. You can get your blessing there. But you ain't going to get it no other way. I don't care how smooth you look. I don't care how much behind you have. I don't care how much breast you have. And that's what folks think. Ooh, I don't care how many degrees you got. I don't care what you got. You got to come by the cross. The cross of your loss. And the world is saying, is not necessary for the cross. But Laosia Church, you got wretched, you got miserable, you got poor, you got blind, and you got naked. If you don't know Jesus Christ and he hasn't clothed you with the spirit of righteousness through his blood, you are naked. You are naked. And you are spiritually naked. God looks at you if you're not saved, and you know you can't look at sin, but if he was to look at you, he couldn't see nothing but sin in your life. Nothing but sin. Nowhere. Soap, washing powder, pie, game, washing powder, Clorox, Ajax cannot cleanse you from sin. Pretty, pretty women, handsome men, I don't care how handsome you is, you're ugly in the eyes of God when you reject his only way that he can redeem man, you're going to die and go to hell. And don't you know Satan can inspire a wicked man to become a preacher? He can enlighten him on scripture. He can pull, pull like he's a Christian and infiltrate him and illuminate him to become a false prophet. And don't you know the house is full of them? The house is full of false, fake, bony, lying preachers telling people are full of lies, motivation speeches and turning around, telling folks it's all right, do what you want to do. You, you can be what you want to be. No, you can't. You can't be a Christian until you accept Jesus Christ. And that's what people are trying to take Christianity and mold it in with paganism. And God said, I'm upset. God is upset with you, man. And he knew 10 million years ago, 10 million years ago, that he would be upset at this time. He knew that. And by him knowing it, he's given man an opportunity to turn from his wicked ways. And man said, huh, I'm going to get involved with it right now. The hell with it. The hell with the Bible. The hell with Christ. That's what the world is saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? Until they get ready to die. And when they get ready to die, they call it on the name of Jesus. 
and act like they are serious about what they're doing. I'm not saying I don't believe in repentance on the bedside, but let me tell you, don't be a fool and wait till the last minute and think God is going to step down and shoot down upon you and save you like that. And it's possible that he can do it. It all depends what condition your heart is. But I'm not going to wait, and I won't want you to wait. Don't believe no preacher. Don't believe no bare-faced preacher going to come and tell you there's another way to have it. Oprah Winfrey doing it. A lot of those Illuminati's doing it, talking about there's many ways to heaven. That's a lying wonder. You're a liar. The devil don't know nothing about the truth. He's a father of lies. He was a lie from the beginning. He can't stop lying. He can do something right in front of you, and you ask him, did he do it? He's a lie. Why? Because he's a liar. And he can't stand the truth. He can't stand Christ. Because Christ said, I am the way, the truth. And did you hear what I said? Jesus said, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no man, no woman, no girl, no boy can come to the Father but by me, M-E, not Buddha, not Shintoism, not Ulam, not the Baptist, not the Presbyterian, no denomination, no witchcraft, no voodoo, no hoodoo. I ain't none of that. You ain't getting nowhere. You losing your time. You're spinning in the mud. Why don't you come to Jesus? Try him. This Laodicea church says this. 19th verse says, as many as I am loved in the church of Laodicea, I rebuke. And when you get locked up with this old Laodicea church, Jesus had some people in there that were saved. And he said, as many as I love, God loves everybody, but the, the, the main thing he's talking about, this love, he's talking about divine love. He's talking about the love that you accepted through your son Jesus Christ. He said, I rebuke and chase. In other words, I'm going to chastise you. I'm going to chastise you because you need to come out from among them, be ye separated. So I'm going to give you a whooping so you'll come on out of that. Be zealous, therefore, and what? Repent. That's the old signature. Come on out. Listen, listen, behold, Jesus said, I stand at the door. The door of what? The door of your heart. And what I'm doing? I'm knocking. I'm going to knock. When you hear the word of God from a true preacher, from the word of God, from a real man of God, that's Jesus Christ knocking. He said, if any man hear my voice, and open the door, I will come into him. Jesus Christ will come into your life if you come to him in repentance of your heart. And guess what? We'll stop. I'll sit down with you, with him, and he with me. To him that overcomes, Will I grant to sit with me? Are you telling me that? Him that overcometh out of this church, will I grant to sit with me 
in my father's room. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Look at that. Look at it. Look at it real good. I believe it. I, I accept it. I, I don't reject that. Even as I also overcame and I'm set down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, come on, here's your Get that sin waxed out of your ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. It didn't say to the world. It said to the churches. It didn't say to the gambling beings. It said to the churches. It's warning the churches. And out of all seven churches, only two, only two. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Only two, God said, I'm well pleased. Church of Samaria and the Church of Philadelphia, the Church of Brotherly Love. That's the evangelistic church. And since the church didn't come out from the, behind the four walls of do-it-myself religion, since they didn't come out before the four walls and spread the gospel like God wanted them to spread it, I'm going to turn the local churches to an evangelistic church and get it to the world. So now we're living in the evangelistic age where the gospel is being preached around the world. Around the world. I say the gospel, not gossip. But the gospel. Good news. Good news. Jesus Christ died and rose again. He's coming back with power and in great glory. Laocidia 2023 will be forming into Revelation 17 and 1. And she'll form into the great whore. The great whore means that the, these people will go whoring after demon spirit. They'll be whoring physically. They'll be whoring every day. They will be doing some nasty, low-down, dirty, rotten things. And this woman, she's going to bring it on. She's going to bring sexology in. She's going to bring wife's, oh, it's already here, wife swapping. She's going to bring child pornography, already here. She's going to bring in sex orgies and sex parties. She's going to be dancing and partying and drinking and drugs. She's going to have everybody doing what they want to do and say, it's all right, just worship the Antichrist because they're going to say, this is Jesus Christ, and that's a line, one out of the pits of hell because there ain't nobody on this planet that's going to worship God in sin. You've got to worship God in a pure heart. In order to have a pure heart, you've got to be born again, saved, sanctified, and made to run on in Jesus' name, loving people and telling people, heaven a gang and a hell to shun. My friends, let me tell you one thing. Oh, let me tell you one thing. Don't go to hell. Don't go to hell for yourself. Don't go to hell for nobody. Don't let nobody... Deviate you around the word of God and tell you there's another way. Your works ain't going to get you to heaven. I don't care how long you work. I don't care how hard you work. You can't go to heaven. 
I don't care if your mama was a sanctified Holy Baptist Catholic Church membership, you still can't go to heaven. You can't go to heaven off of your looks. You can't go to heaven off of your education. You can't go to heaven off of your know-how. You can't go to heaven. You just can't do it. Jesus did it all. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't be a fool. Don't let the world make a fool out of you. Don't let the devil use you and abuse you and accuse you. Don't let him do that. Tell him to rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get the fire. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm going in prayer. I'm going in fast. I'm going to study my word. I'm going to lean not to my own understanding, but I'm going to get my understanding from the word of God and from the Holy Ghost. I'm going to let God take control of my life, and that's what I want. I want God to take control of my life. We're living in that day where the church, and here we go, will soon be gone. After the church is gone, I said to you, the Antichrist will rise. I said to you, 10 countries already in position. I said to you, I will tell you the 11th country that will come on the scene that the Antichrist is coming from. And here it is. The Spain that the Antichrist is going to come from. The country in which it's going to come from is Spain. Spain is the 11th horn that spoke great things against the Most High. The king of Spain right now, this minute, this second, because the Bible says he would have to be a king. He would have to be in authority. He would have to be the 11th horn. The 11th horn is Spain. Out of Spain, there's a man called King, King Felipe. King Felipe stands at six foot six. Got six letters in each name that he has. He's been the king of Spain for, since 2014. He's still the king of Spain. The Jews acquire him. That's the Antichrist. The Jews are looking for him. The Jews are building the temple for him. The Jews saying that this man is actually Jesus Christ when he is not Jesus Christ. He's the Antichrist. His father, King Felipe's father, was named Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos is a descendant from the throne of David. Down through the hours of time, Jews and Spanish and Greeks intermarriage. When they intermarried, they took upon the kingship, the princes, and the dukes. His name was Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos was born in 1938. And in 1938, Generalissimo Franco sent a letter, sent a letter to Rome, Italy, and told the Duke of the father of Juan Carlos to send his son, 
send his son to Spain so he could train him for the future to become the king of Spain. They sent Juan Carlos at the age of 10 years old to Spain, and Generalissimo trained him from 1938 until 1975. 1975, Generalissimo was up in age, and he died, but he left Juan Carlos to be the king of Spain from 1975 to 2014. Juan Carlos was old. He couldn't do too much. But Juan Carlos had a son called King Felipe, born in 1968. From 1968 to 2022, now King Felipe is 55 years old. Ready! Ready, I mean ready, polished down, a four-star general, no ten different languages, and a great orator, knows how to talk. When he comes on the scene, when he comes on the scene, he's going to speak peace to the world. He's going to make a covenant. Listen, he's going to make a covenant with Israel and say, I'm going to promise you that I will protect you for seven years. And the Jews are going to say, hallelujah, this is my Messiah. We are going to build a temple, and that temple will say that King Philippe will give them authority to go and use the old sacrificial offering that they used in the Old Testament, and they are going to have a deception. And they're going to build a temple under the order of King Felipe. Oh, listen to what I'm saying. I know this is right. I know the Bible is right. I know God is right. I know when he called me the priest of God, but preach it, boy. Preach it. Preach it. Don't let up. It's the cross or you're lost. It's Jesus or you can forget it. Jesus warned us, warned that generation when he was Born, born the generation now, he spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. And he warned men, don't go to hell. Don't go. The rich man in the ladder said, don't come here. Tell my brothers, don't come here. Because if you come here, you're going to be here forever. And you are going to be tormented with brimstone and fire. And you're going to be gnashing and gashing the teeth. You are going to be crying out like never before. It's going to be beyond tears. You won't be able to, you won't have it, the heat down there. You won't be able to make a tear. The only thing you are going to regret if you go to hell, you're going to regret that you was ever born. You're going to be swearing in hell. You're going to be cussing in hell. You're going to be lying in hell. You're going to be wishing that you never was born. And why? you're going to say, I know why I'm here. 
Yes, you will. You will know why you're here. One reason why you're here. You told God. This is what you told God. You told God that your son that you sent down here, which was God himself, you told God that I don't want it, I don't need it, I'm doing fine, I got a good church membership, I got money, I got a job, I I, I, I do good, I, I, that ain't, that ain't it. I'm a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian, I'm an Orthodox Jew, whatever you are, that is not going to bring salvation. Religion is going to hell. Salvation is delivered from sin that you can go to heaven. The world today don't want the blood. Some church folk don't sing blood songs no more. I don't hear it. When I was coming up in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and when I got on the edge of the 90s, they shut the hymn books and got to jumping up on the stage and singing songs, this song, songs that they have experienced with. But let me tell you, you cannot sing hymns unless you know him that can save your soul. Oh, I don't hear at the cross no more. I down at the cross. Jesus near the cross. There's an old rugged cross. You don't hear them songs no more. And it's nothing but the cross. No man will ever enter the kingdom of God without the cross. Without the shed blood of my loving Savior, you will never see heaven. And heaven? Oh, my God. You said heaven? Yes. Heaven is described in the 21st chapter of Revelation and the 22nd chapter of Revelation. And when I read it, I get excited. When I read it, I say, thank you, Jesus. When I read it, I say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Because I know without the cross, I'll never see heaven until I come to him in repentance of sin. But if you will read that, you will read about the 12 gates, the 12 pearls, the 12 foundations. You'll read about the golden streets, transparent grass. You'll read about the 12 manner of fruit. You'll read, you'll read, you'll read until your mind can't even comprehend the streets of gold, transparent glass. In other words, the gold would be so shiny, it would be so magnificent that you could see yourself in the gold. Reflection of walking on gold. I don't know about wearing gold. If I can walk on it, I'm satisfied. Not only that, but I want to see the man who made a way that I could escape the damnations of hell. And in hell, I made a study on hell a couple of weeks ago. And I looked at it and I studied and I seen, but there's nothing there. But misery. There's no saying there. There's written knit in the teeth. There's no party there. There's no gambling dens, no whorehouses. 
Demons, demons will be pestering you and tormenting you forever. You never will have a break. You never will know what it is to be 65 degrees because the, there, there are degrees of punishment in hell. There are degrees of rewards in heaven. God got it all planned out for those that go to hell. It depends on how sinful they were, how many degrees of hell fire they want to get. People be looking at each other in hell, be fighting in hell, regretting that they ever was born, regret that I listened to that fake, phony preacher. He was dressed, and this fake, phony preacher lived in a mansion, quarter of a million dollars, millions and millions, five and six cars, Jet planes, they won't have that in hell. There's no turning and repenting in hell because you can't. Because what you done done, you kept it yourself. You didn't give it to Christ. You didn't confess it with your, for 50 years, you never confessed Christ as your Lord. And you never confessed it. You never stood up for him. You never witnessed about him. You never told the wonderful things he done. You never told him he changed your life. You never told anything about anything about Christ. In fact, Christ didn't even come off your lips until you got ready to die. And now you're in a place where you will have to spend forever. Forever. Apostle Paul called out and said, Apostle Paul said this. Tenth chapter of Romans. Paul said this, ten and nine, ten and nine. Get your heart right. Listen what it says. Ten and nine. Simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That if thou confess, confess, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. If you confess him, admit him, adore him, and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. My friends, this is Elder Bazaar. Love you all out there. I'll be back Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We're going to talk some more on this. I'll be on till the Lord tell me to get off. But we, I did have a break during the holidays and probably have a break during Christmas a little bit, maybe one, one session. But I, I want to let you know I love y'all. Those that listen to me, please get right with God before it's everlasting too late. 2023, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you. And I, I get my information from, from the scriptures. I'm not just talking off the top of my head or on the side of my neck. 23 is going to be a monster. People are going to get worse. Folks are going to be persecuted. Wars are going to break out. Famines are going to break out. 
Oh, yes, it is. Disease is going to break out. Be prepared. Know Christ for yourself. Don't depend on that preaching. Don't, be, don't depend on that preaching. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, if he got something good to say, something encouraging to say, because coming from the scriptures, yes. But if he's talking about a bunch of yang tang stuff, don't listen. Because 23 is going to be a hectic year. 22, woo! In fact, I thought Jesus Christ was coming. I know he's coming any minute, any second. I don't know what hour, what day. And, I, and really, I don't even worry about that no more because it's too close to even try to talk about it. Don't be left out. Don't be left after the rapture. Make sure you get caught up. To me who? The Lord. Now, if your heart ain't right, you say, I'm not right, and I ain't ready to meet the Lord, you better get ready. You better get ready, because if you ain't ready, and you haven't accepted him, and you haven't confessed to him, and you have stood up for him, and adored him and demolished him, and received the Holy Ghost, you're going to have to face the Antichrist. And King Philippe is the Antichrist. He's the man of sin. He's the wicked one. He's the one that looks good, tall, six, I say six foot six, handsome, debonair, and willing to be the instrument that the devil's going to use. UFOs are going to increase more and more. Demons are going to be manifested. People are going to be crying and screaming. During the tribulation period of the scorpions that's going to be set loose up on the earth, and they're going to tell me they're going to be wanting to die and can't die. Get ready. Get ready. They're going to be wanting to die and can't die. They're going to steam in for five months. Hailstone going to fall from heaven. Woodworm is going to bitter the water. Water going to turn to blood. Oh, my God. Street fights and gangsters going to shoot each other. It's going to be hell on earth because God said, I'm going to hand the world over to Satan for seven years to try them up on the earth and see what decision are they going to make. Now, if God give you that privilege to do it, make the right decision. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just now. Come to Jesus. Oh, come to Jesus just now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you just now. Just now. Oh, he will save you. He will save you just now. That's all it takes. It don't take a whole lot of hollering and caring on Just come to him. This is Elder Bazaar talking to you from one Ohio. Going in down there to Atlanta, Georgia. Block Talk Radio. Stay tuned. 9 o'clock Wednesday. God love you. Brother Bazaar love you. And keep on looking up. Because the king is coming.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.